You're listening to Nurses on Fire, the podcast for nurses by nurses aspiring to financial independence. This is our weekly conversations with the CFP edition, where certified financial planners join us to have honest money conversations that guide nurses like you on their path to financial freedom. If you want to get your questions answered, make sure you head over to nursesonfirepodcast.com slash ask to be featured in an upcoming episode. Have you started on your journey towards financial independence or want to do better with your money and don't know where to start? Well, this training is for you. I encourage you to head over to financiallyintentional.com live to sign up for our next free masterclass where I'll teach you the techniques I've used and taught my clients to master money and build wealth. During this free training, you'll learn the most powerful weapon you have at your disposal to launch into financial freedom. The budgeting method that will free up thousands of dollars a month to achieve your financial goals. The common mistakes to avoid while paying off debt and how to rapidly slay debt. You don't want to miss this. So head over to financiallyintentional.com live or click the button in the show notes to register for our next free masterclass. All right, Nurses on Fire. So we are back with Lisa Peterson once again. And this episode is kind of going to be a lot more raw and real <laughs> than past episodes have been because we're kind of both in our feelings right now about the things that are going on just around us. And to say that this has been a really hard time is to put things lightly because, I mean, not only are we dealing with these issues of coronavirus and quarantine and all those other things. And we're just now dealing with these heavily heated conversations, riots, lockdowns, and now curfews because this country is in an outrage over, you know, again, quite a few black deaths, not just one, I wish it was just like one, but quite a few black deaths that have almost basically been unanswered. And, you know, it's hard. It's hard for me. I haven't really talked about it much, but it's hard for a lot of people out there. And Lisa, I know this is a very hard time for you too. So I don't discount anybody who's not a person of color that is feeling this because above all else, we're human. And, you know, this is, is, it's just hard. Yeah. Well, we were talking offline that, yeah, just because my skin is a certain color doesn't mean that I want change just as bad as anyone. And we can all have different lives and different experiences. You know, I think I've shared, I'm not sure with your audience, but like I came from, you know, lower middle class home and the struggles are real. And that is what motivates me. And that's what, you know, I'm always voting for the underdog. Like I will literally change parties because of looking at the underdog. It's kind of a funny thing that I watch myself. Like I want to help those who are needing a hand up. And if I can use my platform, my voice, my body, my actions to help someone else, I'm going to do whatever I possibly can to do that, period. And I'm learning here. You know, this is, it's a wake up call because like, 
I think all of us wanted to do more in the past and that haven't necessarily been able to. And I think the more we go into it, like even offline, we were looking and talking about certified financial planners. And I was just shocked to learn that only 3.5% of the 80,000 certified financial planners in the you know, United States are black or Latino. And that just shocked me of like, that is obviously a serious problem because then you don't have the ability to find advisors who look like you and understand you and your family and the culture and things that I think are really important. Yeah, I think it's super important too. And we can kind of say, oh, well, our certified financial planner is vested to do what's in the best interest of everyone. Yeah, and no, because if you don't know, if you're not made aware of certain issues or if that's not been part of your reality or you have no context around it, how can you really truly and effectively create a financial plan that is going to actually benefit someone? Just like in the CFP episode where we were talking about how to find a good financial advisor or what to look for in a financial advisor, we talked about like the FIRE movement, for example. If you don't understand like how somebody has to set up their lives in order to retire early, you're not going to be able to effectively create a financial plan for them. It's just like if you don't understand that, like me, in 2008, you know, I was, because I was a young black woman, targeted for these subprime loans, you know, and now I have a bankruptcy and all this kind of stuff in my background. And without good financial literacy, I'm prone to fall for that again, because again, what I want to do is build a legacy for my family. And I'm well-intentioned, but there are predatory people out there that know that I'm well-intentioned and will try to sell me a $1,000 a month life insurance policy that I don't need just because they know that I don't have the financial literacy or wherewithal in order to say that this is not something that I need. And that's the whole reason why this platform exists is to give you that information so you don't make those mistakes. But we also need people that are in the financial professional space to be our allies and to understand our issues. And so it's not a race thing. It's about making sure that the person that you're trusting with your money and your finances really understands your background and understands your issues. And understands the risks is what I also, you know, heard you mention earlier about lifespan or challenges with health or, you know, all these different things like those affect the statistics. Because what happens when you go to a financial advisor is they all have different data collectors that, you know, put it into a black box and there's all these assumptions that they're making. Like, hundred assumptions. And if the assumptions aren't adjusted for, you know, lots of different factors, if they don't care enough, then what comes out on the other side is completely not accurate 
for what you think it is. So you see those numbers, you're like, oh, I'm on track. As long as I save this amount of money, you're going to be fine. But I think what you're bringing to light and wanting people to know is A, don't trust those. B, make sure that they're asking questions or that they really do understand what the different risks are for you know who you are, what you look like, how your history of like health issues. You know, if you had parents who all died, you know, at a certain age or have a disease, like, let's make sure that we prepare for that. You, you just don't know all the things, but those are the questions that you're wanting them to ask you when you engage with someone to write a financial plan for you. They're making sure and understanding the health risks as well as job risks, because you were saying that you might have a higher chance of losing a job. And you know, these things matter. So you might find that your amount of money to be on target just to be safe, again, may not happen, may, you know, be irrelevant, but it may be a much higher amount of money that you're going to be saving and putting aside than a white woman. Right. It sounds like that's a very viable possibility. So how do you make sure that someone's paying attention to that and taking it seriously? Definitely. Definitely. And then I think like, even if you're not a person of color, but if you're a woman and you're married, like does your financial advisor understand that sometimes people are in like maybe abusive marriages that they need to have like a different financial plan on the side where, you know, they have an escape route, just little things like that is just during these times brings my awareness to the fact that people just need to be sensitive to other people's needs. And as professionals, if we're not taking time to learn and grow, even if this is not something that we're familiar with, I think we're doing a disservice to the people that we're serving. And so for people who, you know, just don't know what to do, or as CFP, who wants to learn more and wants to do better, what are some resources that you've found that can be helpful? I'm talking about like from a, a CFP perspective, if you want to do better in understanding a lot of the societal issues that people of color have had to face so that you can prepare effective financial plans for, you know, your people of color, your population who are people of color, what are some resources? So... As folks may know, I have a community that I serve. And this past week, I was, you know, doing a lot more research for myself about what can I do to become more informed. And it may even be that we, some of these resources that we'll talk about, could be shared with your advisor. Like sometimes we might even have to be that obvious. Like, hey, I want you to know how I want you to communicate with me. This is like setting good boundaries with people that we like them overall, but we know they could be more sensitive perhaps. So we can send this stuff to them and maybe we can post these things on <laughs> the show notes for this conversation. But what I was looking into first and foremost was this whole topic of anti-racism. Like what is that about? And so there are some books and there are some resources that, that I've tuned into that I'm just blowing my mind at how insightful and helpful. And I will say the one thing that I feel like applies to this conversation that really has stuck out at me is there is a concern about, let's just say, folks who are not of color, like white, what have you. I don't know all the ways that they, they define this, but a defensiveness 
like this defensiveness that if you bring it up, that immediately this sort of defensive posture comes like, I'm not racist kind of, you know, or whatever defensiveness, you know what I mean? I mean, and if we can be okay with the fact that that is happening, but yet it doesn't have to like, all it is to me right now is a sign that someone needs more coaching. They need more understanding. They need to understand that this is not the response that's going to get them where they want to go. It's not about denial anymore. And so that's what I'm getting through these resources. It's about, let's look at even that first. So if you were to tell your advisor, who may not look like you, that you'd like them to be more sympathetic and you get a defensive response, just know that's pretty common. But it doesn't have to stop there. Mm -hmm. You can lean into it and say, I understand there's a desire, whatever, a response of being defensive. I'm not going to hold that against you. I'm going to give you a chance to just say, look into these resources. There's things here for you to learn. And I really do wish that somebody had been more like that for me in the past, because then it doesn't have to be about me going into a shame storm or a blame storm. All of a sudden I can be like, oh, you're giving me an opportunity to become educated. Does that make sense? Definitely. Definitely. But I think, you know, some advisors are more open than others. Like I, I share with you, I've shared some resources with a financial advisor and totally got pushback from it. But to me, I don't get upset about it because then it shows me that that's not somebody that I would want to work with. That's not somebody that, you know, could probably help me in the capacity that I needed to help, that I need help. It's not saying that they're a bad financial advisor at all. They're probably excellent at what they do but a financial advisor is that's a very personal relationship um and it's very unique and individual to what you need and so you need to make sure that that relationship is serving you i think what i'm learning through all of this is that we don't have to say i'm not racist like that that we're actually in denial by saying that like, cause there's, it's impossible. It's in the air we breathe. And so instead of having that conversation, it's like lean into learning more about the ways to show up without denial. Like, that's it. That's it. Then the door is open and all of a sudden conversation can start to happen and we can learn how to start making a difference in the world. And I think that's what all of us want. You know, I think most of us, like if we're, if we've chosen somebody, they want the best for us. Like we can feel that, but this other part is new for a lot of people. And I have shed a lot of tears even over the past 48 hours because the light bulb is coming on. It's like peeling back the onion skin. There's always another layer of self-discovery here for how we can become better people. So I'm really into this guy, Lama Rod Owens. He's written a book with a couple other folks called Radical Dharma. And so if you're someone who likes his Eastern philosophy, they're exploring it. And he's got a new book coming out in a couple of weeks, which I'm also going to get, which is called Love and Rage. And it's like diving into he's queer, you know, and black, and he's also a Lama. And he's looking at it's like going into his mind 
of the challenges, because this is all about empathy, right? And about putting yourself in someone else's shoes, you know, to begin with. There's also 24 books for white people to read. Gotta love that. Uh, <laughs> the other big one is what I think we were talking about earlier, and I don't have this book yet, but I'm on hold at the library, is Right Fragility. Yep. So that deals with the defensive posture, right? That's and Black Lives Matter reading list. Like, there's so many books. I mean, I don't think there's enough time to read all of them, but I think what we're gonna be trying to do are find the books that rise to the top, that really speak to us, and can help us to become more informed about things that we may not have very good understanding. And I'm kind of blown away at how much you can learn in a very short amount of time, actually, if you put your heart into it. And I have another book to recommend. It's called The Black Tax, The Cost of Being Black in America, especially as it pertains to these issues. I don't think that you just have to read exclusively about Black people, obviously. But I think this book has a good historical context that goes back to the economic inequities, especially for Black people just from the time of slavery. And so it just puts things into perspective, but is really heavily researched and goes to just current times and how like even in the high highest level highest level jobs, like being hired at a law firm, there's a lot of inequity. And so I really like that book and kind of like understanding those issues to me, I feel like will make you a better ally for your clients. And so that's, that's what I recommend. Yeah, that's great. And I'm totally checking that one out too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And there's a Google talk. If you don't want to read the book, there's a really good talk that he did at Google, but I'll post all of this stuff in the show notes. And I look forward to having more of these conversations with my audience about what they feel like they would need just in this time of trying to unwrap these issues, but also, you know, still focusing on all the things that go into being financially responsible. And I think a lot of us are trying to better ourselves financially because we want to be in a better position to help our family and to support social causes. And, you know, we can't do that <laughs> if we're broke. So, yeah, I love that, Lisa, you're open to having this conversation with me and you're not shy to have it. And that I really, truly feel like you care and. I'm really grateful for you just in general because you're just an awesome person and um, we need you, girl. We need you. <laughs> I appreciate this conversation too. And I told you offline, I mean, I think the thing that I'm working through right now is no matter how much you care when you're learning something and you're trying to get deeper into it, there is that fear of making mistakes and saying the wrong thing. And I'm giving myself a lot of compassion because if I get wrapped up in that, then I won't show up and that doesn't serve anybody. But if I can learn and be willing to fall down and make mistakes and hold myself accountable to those mistakes, because every time, right, just to be clear, those mistakes are things that like open portals of like learning. <laughs> <laughs> that as long as I have the space to be that, then it's just awesome. So thank you. I really appreciate you showing up. <laughs> thank you. We hope that you've enjoyed the episode and that you've learned something new to set you on your path to financial independence. If you love this episode, please share, subscribe, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. 
And if you want us to go over your financial situation or have your questions answered, head on over to Nurses on Fire podcast slash ask and have us do an analysis of your individual financial situation. And don't worry, we'll keep you anonymous.